why not uh, firearms training? Man, just firearms training is, is key. You know, guns are an effort. If you are required to fill out that 10-day form of your background check, you should also be required to attend a class or a course so you can obtain that firearm and that firearm. But we're going to follow these rules. My shout-out team this week is to Jason. Jason. My shout-out to Adam. Like I said to Jason, I used to kind of this story is kind of awkward. <laughs> <laughs> Adam has a beard. It's sponsored by Trail Boards and BoboSoul.com. I'm all about it, bro. Yeah, we all know it's not right. We all, we, we all want, we all want change. We've been reacting rather than responding. Can you say this? We can't say that. Can you just? Whoa! You better slow down. We're not just saying to you. Frustrating in the circle. Because you hold a lot of fear around speaking our truth. Everybody, everybody should know that they can find the refined man at the refined man club or on Instagram at the refined man barbershop. Never get it wrong, man. Never get it wrong. This is the law that you chose to uphold. You need to uphold this law. Um, I really want to get. I really want to talk about that. Yes, that guy's. You know, yeah. James Nasworth. All right, we're recording. I think it's it's a hard habit to break to say, you know, um this is this is wrong. My party has been sabotaged. Mm. Like you, you have to admit that sometimes the Democrats go a little too far as well, you know what I mean? And yep. and But gives, they're going too gives... far in the direction that I want to go at least. Well, I I, think, I I agree, but then there's others, there's others that go even further. They're they're a little more insistent on it, you know, on going there, and they're a little hard line on it. Just like there's hard line on the other side. I think we're focusing on five percent on the boundaries of life. I think the rest of us aren't the Trump supporter or the the diehard. Uh, libtard. I think most of us are in the center, and we're just having to try and defend day by day. You know, yeah. I, I don't care if I don't care if Adam has a gun. Like I said, I care about that kid in in Chicago that has a gun. The kid that just killed a fourteen year old in Florida. I care if he has a gun. There's no need to have an AR-15 in Florida, but there is in Montana, and I think we need that. And I think Washington that's the problem. State in Washington, Washington State, and Oregon, sponsored by. <sighs> <laughs> cattle prod usa motherfucker <laughs> but i think most of us are in the center you know it's just yeah, we end yeah. up finding these fights you know we can't I, well, believe how some ridiculous of those somebody fighting, else is, but we can't 100%. believe how ridiculous people are being and why are they being so ridiculous because somebody did it to them and you know it's like this, this chain to fight about it's this, yeah. it's that whole being locked down the whole quarantine the whole quarantine fear they need something to argue about and yeah. they need somebody to argue about it with and what better facet to point that arguing and negative energy than mm-hmm. police officers what, what are they going to do now? Send their thoughts and prayers at you now? I mean, is that what you want? You're because, swinging at everybody. If you're if they're not your if they're not your camp, you're just swinging at them. Yep. You know what I mean? That's all there is to it, and that's what's been going on. And you know what the beautiful thing American, about that? And we're all human. And and it's it's that small percent that Joe was talking about that is yep. putting out those signals to wedge us and divide us. Yep. We're seven billion people. We're seven billion humans. You can divide that in any way you want, but we're seven billion humans that could do anything if we just realized it. Yep. And yep. I can think of ten people. Well, well, I'll say right now, currently seven people on public access America getting together talking about shit, talking about what's going on, what's happening, why is this happening, why are we so divided, why, why, why open your goddamn eyes, America, open your eyes, Texas, open your eyes, Washington State, why, Florida, fucking A, man, let's stop swinging at each other, stop, start swinging in the right direction, start Start swinging swinging in the right direction, Yep. find out why these, you know, why, why do we want this, you know, broke down system where we're told what to do and how to do it and why to do it. You know, if I want to wear my firearm with my speedos and cowboy boots and Texas, my, my trail boards hat, that's what I'm going to do. 
You're we'll, welcome to do that here, by the way. <laughs> we'll come to Texas, by the way, because uh, Sean and I things. want to go do that hog hunting with you. And that, Fuck uh, yeah, let's go. Yeah, I, got, I got friends with helicopters. Let's go, man. Oh, let's shit. Oh, <laughs> fun, dude. I just got a couple of rifles. We'll talk to you. <laughs> so, now, Jason brought up a point that was next on my list to talk about. Can, can, can I, can I uh, say something yeah, on that? Please do. The police, defund the police topic. Dude, since, dude. since I was a police officer for uh, 10 years or so. Answered will be. So I so I think uh, I, I think people have the wrong uh, concept of defund the police. So, so the criminal justice system in the whole is fucked. Yep. Fucked. And I oh. I unfortunately uh, was a part of an investigation, a criminal investigation that I was totally cleared from. But the way it went down was super super shady and people should have got in trouble uh they didn't because they're protected and all this other bullshit and so absolutely it's happening every day and then you got convictions just because uh the prosecutor uh it's it's election year whatever so they go all out uh you know i think we need to wipe the whole fucking system out or or come up with a better system. I don't necessarily think we need to defund the police in itself. Um, you know, that's going to cause issues. And then I hear a lot of people saying, Oh, well, they don't have mental health training and blah, 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 this and that. And, uh, absolutely right. We don't have PhDs or anything like that. Uh, I know Washington state is required to have 24 hours of in-service, uh, mental health training a year, mm-hmm. um, a year, a year. Yeah. 24 hours a year? Yeah. That's Good. plus plus your basic your basic law enforcement academy is 720 hours. Um, Bullshit, then, dude. I, I I don't like that idea. I think that those guys are you police officers, you you people are <laughs> be, be more trained. You guys got such a delicate thing to deal so with. So the problem with that is, you know what training costs? is time and money. So you got somebody that's working a, a graveyard from uh, midnight to eight o'clock. Oh, Hey, Sean, you got training at eight o'clock till uh, four in the afternoon. And Oh, Hey, by the way, you've got to work tonight too. And you also have to balance your family, you know, all that stuff. So, so it's added, added stress. Uh, Again, I I absolutely agree that police officers need more mental health training. Um, the consensus that I've seen of the people that want to defund the police and give these uh, certain, I don't know if you want to call them jobs or whatever, are basically the scenario is, hey, a police officer uh, gets a call to a mental subject. So they need to call the mental health professional and get the mental health professional. Well, I'm going to tell everybody here something that in Washington state, that's exactly how it's going down currently. So the police officer has really no legal authority to hold that person there uh, other than community caretaking, uh, keeping that person safe, keeping the community safe until the mental health person gets there. Mental health person's not on patrol. They're at home an hour away sleeping. Uh, they've got to get dressed. On call. Yeah, on call. Pedicures. <laughs> they've got to get dressed. They've got to come to the scene. Meanwhile, the police officer uh, with the policy and procedures are, are staying on scene with that mental health person. Um, a small community like mine is going to have one officer out for, on patrol. That's it. So they're tied up on that. Uh, they've got to call somebody else out. So then they're calling somebody else out. That's overtime. Uh, you know, I, I, I don't know. Washington State's the shittiest state in America as far as rating the mental health system. Oh, um, Washington State Hospital, or excuse me, Western State Hospital is basically full right now. So in a community caretaking thing, you know, the police officer takes them to the hospital. They get the care they need from the mental health professional. Mental health professional calls Western State Hospital. Hey, you guys got a bed? Nah, sorry, man, we're full. O- okay, well, then we have this mental health person that can't do right. anything because we don't have we don't have the means to house this person here locally in Pacific County uh, or even I'd say even other, other cities are all full. So then you're at an impasse of, well, I Jail. legally can't, I legally can't hold this person here. So they sign off and release them. Hey, we're going to follow up with your mental health provider, blah, blah, blah. Mm. Uh, Johnny Feelgood goes on his way 
has a has a mental breakdown or, or uses uh, illegal narcotics to kind of help his mental uh, issues going on and maybe he commits a small crime then he's in jail he's in jail with a corrections officer that doesn't have the training to deal with them that has to deal with other inmates so you got this whole freaking system that is so fucked it's and fucked. Then, and you know to be a corrections officer in texas all you need is a driver's license and a high school diploma that's right Sounds familiar to Washington State. Yep. So uh, my county had such a hard time finding uh, people interested in being a corrections officer. They lowered the uh, eligibility age from 21 to 18. Yep. And have a so post. me at an 18, 19 year old, even 20, 21, 22, 23, was not mature enough to 32. be watching to, <laughs> <laughs> to yes. be watching to watching inmates or dealing with somebody that's grabbing their own shit and shoving it through a mm. um, little screen. I, I've had I was a correction officer for two years when I started my law enforcement uh, career, and it was it was very interesting. But most people aren't going to be prepared for that, and it's so no, the system. For something like that. No the way. system itself is broken, and and unfortunately, the police. It's the, the job itself has so much hate towards it. And absolutely, I'm not discontenting anything or saying nothing bad is happening with police. There's, there's all sorts of shit. You know, we've got to find a way to weed out the bad apples, so mm-hmm. to speak. I know that's kind of a thing that everybody says. But they're, you know what? If I see somebody doing something bad, they're getting fucking called out. Yep. Yep. They're, getting, they're getting talked to by a supervisor. Yep. And they better damn well get reprimanded or lose their job. Yep. Yeah. If, if there are not cops doing that, then they're part of the problem too. And you know, everybody okay. says that, but we have to follow through with that to get America's trust back. Uh, you know, we are the peacekeepers. It really is. It really is. And um, to go along the lines of the military vehicles and stuff, um, most of those are, uh, I wouldn't say donated, but uh, confiscated from drug dealers in Colombia. <laughs> uh, no, they're actually bought from the military, but they're, yeah, they're run, half they're cost stuff like that. And, and and I was close. In they're my experience of uh, the the armored vehicles and stuff, they're not out patrolling anything like that. They're going they're going to calls where there's uh, a hostage situation or stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. The reason why that cops started doing that is um, I don't know the year, but the Hollywood bank robbery. Yeah, I mean, where the fucking cops were just getting torn up. They they were going into gun stores yep. to get firepower enough to get these guys. Yeah, and you know that's that's one small instance, and it doesn't happen all the time. But the armored vehicle, in my perspective, is a defensive tool. And yes, it is super scary. It's a militarized vehicle. Um, you know, there's a question like, what happens if the shit goes wrong? Are the police going to come around and just use that? Then then regular citizens are fucked, you know? Uh, I I do totally understand that. Well, did they during the protest? Did they use these vehicles and these these militarized methods in order to tap down the protest? In Seattle, no. And they took away away part of the use of force continuum from the Seattle police officers. Oh, hey, you can't use tear gas, so uh, you get a taser and a gun. Yeah, thoughts Uh, and prayers. Yeah, you just you just took away a less than lethal option from the police officers that are getting Molotov cocktails thrown out. Oh, Jesus Christ! Oh, unnecessary damages to police. Yeah. I'm just. I mean, you gotta you gotta meet some. Both sides have to meet somewhere in the middle. Let's let's everybody well, sit down and have a discussion together mm-hmm. to find a solution. Mm-hmm. Peaceful solution at that. Shit. Absolutely. And don't don't kill these leaders of the that are coming with these solutions. You know, you have one group. You have uh, the mayor. We're not talking about Durkin. Durkin. Oh Durkin. fuck! <laughs> yeah, that's a shit show. That's a cat in a bag. That's a whole other story. But let's just, for example, say community leader, and then these people who are leading protests. Why not have these peaceful, you know, conversations and say, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is what you're thinking. Okay, we we have come to an impasse. We sure we'll do this. Sure we'll do that." Those conversations, that communication is so key, especially now with heightened fear, uh, anger, everybody pissed off, pissed on. It doesn't matter. Everybody's just, it's just this violence. 
you know? Yeah. Well, and, and the, having the conversation only, I mean, is, is, is sounds real easy, yeah. but the people in power don't want to have those conversations right. a lot of times. And, and sometimes, bad. sometimes, some, yeah. Or, 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 you know, no matter what they do, and that's because the system's broken. You're talking about, uh, Sean was talking about the, the mental health system. Uh, that men, our mental health system was kneecapped when Ronald Reagan came into power, man. He took, he took yep. the only little bit of good that, 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 that uh, old peanut farmer Jimmy Carter was able to, to, to get done, right? He, and he was working towards an actual mental, re, mental health reform and that was all stripped whenever Reagan took power. And it wasn't just him, but it was it was his administration that that really took the baseball bat to our knees as far as being able to actually sort of get in the right direction of helping these people that we have this. And so we shut down the majority of our mental health facilities and we criminalized it and we opened more prisons in that time. And we, uh, we, we, we really started persecuting people who are already on the verge of the margins of our community. And, and because of that, the, the, you know, the process that you're talking, that's why we have this process that you're talking about, Sean, where the police are, you know, left with very little options when it comes to handling the mentally, uh, impaired and the, and the people who are actually on the, on the cusps of our society. And, um, that's that's very intentional all that is intentional and that's that's part of again why the 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 terminology defund the police is so horribly named because it doesn't quite at all capture the severity of what we're dealing with it only focuses on one thing if we could find some sort of terminology to all agree on and again this is why we have why you and i why you know four of us are having this talk right now is because we all can agree that there's a problem we can all agree sean you are a part of it i've, I've got marine brethren that are in the they're police officers right now and they uh, uh, all understand the problem some of them you know are coming to me saying we're doing what we can we're reporting the things we're seeing we're, we're involved in the investigations mm-hmm. around but there's still problems with that in that the police are investigating their own police officers. Yep. The police unions are talking through all these avenues and, and taking control over all of it and, 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 and working deals. Like you're saying, there's politicians trying to get reelected. So they're, you know, they're going to let that dude burn. Mm, yep. probably shouldn't burn, but they're going to let these 98 other fucking people just continue their, their brutality and their violence. Yep. And that's that's part of the defund the police that should be addressed. That that you know, it is a broken system. It's not it's not just bad cops. Bad cops allowed to be bad cops. I posted something pretty controversial recently that, that said something to the effect of until that until we can set up a system that actually lets decent cops do the right thing, there are no good cops. There can't be. Mm-hmm. We have a system that is set up that that is set up to promote and and uh you know uh persecute anybody trying to do the wrong thing the right thing and promote the people that are protecting the bad cops and until there until that is fixed there's a real good chance that there there can't be any good cops because they're in a system that's broken they're in a system that's broken and they're doing the best they can and i said it in that post i said that doesn't say that they're all bad cops I yeah. said some are better than others. They just can't be good. Right. They're not allowed. They're not allowed to be good. And it sucks. I think that you know having their hands tied like that is just it's frustrating. You know what I mean? And it's probably more frustrating. I mean, it is more frustrating than the people that are in that situation. You know, the the cops that want to do the right thing that are that are being shut down at every turn. Yeah. Yeah. I know that. I know that for, for example, I mean, it's like we have, we have some real shit cops in here where I'm at and then there's some great cops, but if one neighbor's reporting something, there's this app that everybody goes on to bitch about. It's like Hollywood wives (laughs) times a million. It's fucking horrible. Everybody calling each other out for, for stupid shit. You left your garbage can on the side of the street by two inches and you're fucking dead. You know what I mean? (laughs) And so, and so then they all and then put also, your fucking garbage can away, dude. I send that message to you every week. 
I leave mine out there and I'm like, fuck it, come get some. <laughs> you know, you and see, then, you so see we, me in my driveway, my speedo and my sidearm. <laughs> Tell me about it. Yeah, I got my fucking face negligee on. Come get some, you know? But, you know, then then also there's one post that I found, the one thing I found informative other than gardening posts that I'm all all about too. But they're like saying, well, if you call the cops, you have to report to the, or you tell the police officer or tell the 911 operator, there's scanners in the area. You know, before you come in, you don't announce it. Just Just go there, you know what I mean? Because they've been they've been reporting you know disturbances you know like you know there's a there's a druggie who lives right in the corner over here there was a fist fight over there with their parents their parents are like they're like older than me they're about 150 and they're getting beat up but all of a sudden they hear this the scanner to the over the scanner oh police are on route to such and such address oh shit guess what you know and so now we have good cops. Now we're going to be bad cops to show for showing up onto somebody else's property. And then they're going to get called out on this app. And now everybody hates those fucking guys. It's you know what I mean? for sure. Yeah. yeah. And it's a, and it's a broken, but back to broken system. It's, it's frustrating how, how we can't, we can talk about it until we're blue in the face, but we can't do anything because people are got. You know, people are in each other's back pockets and making back backdoor deals and money. And we just figured it out. The police aren't broken. The people are. Yeah. Get together, stand up together. It's it's everything around the police. The police are just drowning in an ocean of just garbage. Well, we were also talking about this earlier as far as parents. Police are people too, man. Mm -hmm. And, and, and they're definitely fallible. And, and, you know, Sean, you were saying, uh, you know, they, they we're not, you know, obviously they don't have enough mental, mental health, uh, education. Nope. And, and I think we're all agreed that I don't think any of them have enough training and, and it's not because they don't want it. And it's not because they can't, you know, it's, it's because they can't afford it. And it's not the system that can't afford training them. Let's, let's be real clear about that. That's another, again, another part of defund the police. It's mm-hmm. not the system that can't afford to train them. It's, it's that the system won't allow these people to these police officers to be trained at the rate that they need to, that at the rate and the, the, the pay that they need to be paid. Because like you said, and like my friends have gone through, went, went through police Academy as a, as an officer, you know, I mean, as a, as a, as a working other jobs and having to do that to survive, to get to that point where they could do this. And it was like, that's not a that's not a viable system and 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 like you said they can't do on the job training or they can't train while they're working because they're they don't have any fucking time to do it our system is so broken that 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 it's it's and it's again all cyclical that we can't fix it because it's broken and we can't work it because it's broken and because we can't you know it's just it's a vicious cycle it's broke yep yeah it's crazy it's crazy uh when uh I see uh, police recruiting ads or whatever for my hometown in Mississippi. Uh, starting pay twelve dollars an hour, Ooh. and and in, in, in Vicksburg, Mississippi is a uh, uh, I don't remember the population. Vicksburg. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm from Vicksburg, Mississippi. Uh, so the population's probably around fifty-five thousand. Hopefully, I'm not wrong. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, gangs and shootings and stuff and murders and. Uh, so you're dealing with that for starting out as like 12 or 13 bucks an hour. That's, that's insane. Uh, I w- uh, Washington state's probably one of the highest paid uh, police officer states uh, in, in the United States. I did pretty well. I think I was up to like 30 bucks an hour. Um, but, you know, you got the Southern, Southern side or the East side, East coast. And, you know, you're starting out 10 to 15 bucks an hour. Maybe you get to 17 Damn. To 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 take calls, be yelled at, you know, uh, stuff like that. And there's some there's some really cool things that you do get to do, uh, but the majority of it adds stress. And you know, you're dealing with overtime. You're dealing with shitty shift work. Uh, for that amount of money is is insane. And that's where you're getting, you're you're, you're not getting the cream of the crop per se. You, you know, you're getting people that, eh. I guess I'll be a police officer. Yeah. You know, cause, cause I would, love, right. I would love to go home back to Mississippi if I could. Uh, but I'm not working as a cop for 13 bucks an hour, you know, no not, not a chance. 
No. So yeah, system is definitely broken, and uh, you know maybe maybe we elect Kanye West and have uh, First Lady <laughs> Kim Kardashian change Don't the justice it. system. Uh-uh. <laughs> no, 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 no. Take those words out of your mouth. I'm just yeah. hey. <laughs> God no. Well, so so Vicksburg, uh, I actually was in Vicksburg my junior year of high school. Went to a camping trip on the Natchez Trace. Yeah. Uh, love that place, man. Uh, big part of my heart's there. It's beautiful. It's really a beautiful section of the world. It, it really is. It really is. Damn. Well, I've never been to, what is it called? Vicksburg, Vicksburg. Mississippi. Yeah. Actually, it's got, it's very historical. It is the last, uh, I guess you call it the last stand of the Confederacy. That's right. Uh, in, in the Civil War. So there's a the national uh, military park in Vicksburg, Mississippi. It's really, really cool. Got statues of the Confederates and the Northern Army. Uh, it's a huge part of history. They have like boats from it, stuff like that. Uh, I'm kind of oh, on yeah. pins and needles that that doesn't get overrun and stuff destroyed because it's it's really, really cool. Uh, you know, a lot of antebellum homes are there that were used for hospitals for uh, both sides. So there's like a lot, the, some of the most haunted places in America are in Vicksburg, Mississippi. And- well, I think, I think that those, those sorts of places uh, are and should be safe, safe from that because what, you know, what we're seeing now, and I, and I don't want to get way off topic here. I, I know we were going to talk about the, yeah. uh, the, the, the bounties on our heads, but uh, the, that was an hour the, ago, Joe. But the, sta- the statues and, and the monuments and the memorials that are there, history. those are on the places where they happened yeah. for the most part. And I have no problem with a statue or monument sitting on a place where that happened as long as it's not glorifying some horrific thing. I mean, the war, <laughs> the Civil War, I'm not Whoa. to say the Civil War wasn't horrific. Um, it's not but, celebrating it, it's memorial. No, yeah, you're, you're, you have to remember these right. things in history. If we don't, uh, you know, right. it's the, cl- the cliche of it could repeat itself or, you know, whatever. For the book, sure. You know. Thank you, Public Access America, for sharing those moments and keeping those historical moments alive for us. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. You know, the one, one, I got to go to the, to the South for a wedding in Tennessee and we went to, drove to Georgia and we saw one battle of Chickamauga Creek. I don't know if you guys know about this. Yeah. Chickamauga. Sure. You know what I'm talking about? And so I walked out there and as, as I don't know how kooky you guys are going to find this, but I can feel shit. You walk out, it was 98 degrees, and it was Georgia, and it was hot. Mm, it was mm-hmm. fucking hot. I had mildew-ass fucking things. <laughs> Call that swamp-ass. Well, it was mildew then because it was so goddamn hot at that point. There was literally little people going to mask. Anyways, besides the point, so it was so goddamn hot. We're in the fucking middle of this field. All of a sudden, my buddy who was with me is like, walk out there. And I walked out there. I'm like, okay, cool. Walked out there. All of a sudden, it's ice fucking cold ice. Ice. And I'm like, yep, I'm out of here. Couldn't fucking do it. (laughs) Couldn't fucking do it. Then you walk over to the creek, and literally this creek is where when you are injured, very severely injured, and you start bleeding out, you want water. All these soldiers were being shot at and everything were getting butchered. They started crawling to this creek and pretty soon it was just filled with blood Oof. it was the most haunting thing ever and so now I'm, i want to go to vicksburg and i want to check that out too because you know to to remember to memorialize to to teach this lesson to my children who are not gonna you know it's gonna be all this history is gonna be wiped from 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 america you know what i mean and i want to get to it before well, Vicksburg is is special in the way, in the sense that they're they still have those battlegrounds as sacred grounds. So you can actually you can take a guided tour with somebody who walks you through and says okay and 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 paints it out for you. Yeah, you can look look out over the hills and into the valleys and and they say and that's where they lined up and that's where they massacred X amount of people and and the cannons are still on the ground and uh, it's magnificent some of those places that that i went to that 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 national uh park that's out there that that um 
War Memorial, and it's spectacular. There's nothing yeah, quite like it. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's unbelievable. And, and certain times of the year, they do the uh, Civil War reenactments where they get in the actual like clothing, like it was wool, like some type of wool clothing. And here they are in a hundred degree weather, just sweating their balls off, you know, just marching sh- in formation, shooting these muskets and all that stuff. Obviously, there's no projectiles, but. Uh, Damn! Now the, the smoke and all that. So it's 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 really really cool. It, it, it's Damn. just it's something you got to see once in your lifetime. Yeah, I got it too for sure. I got it too for sure. And then Texas you... isn't too far from Mississippi, so we just come visit Joe and shoot some hogs <laughs> out of helicopters. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, oh yes. I'm talking about. Uh, so now I I do want to get you guys' opinion on this. I know we've been yakking at this for it's been now uh, eight hours. We've been on this podcast. I love it. <laughs> I want <laughs> to get you guys' opinion. Um, as former military veterans, um, I appreciate you guys. I love you guys for being, you know, supporting our, you know, doing our, 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 maintaining our freedom. You know what I mean? You know, thank you for your service. What do you guys think about this bullshit about bounties on our soldiers? Does it make sense? Do you find validity in it? Do you guys think it's just a hoax? Do you guys, what do you guys think? Sean, I'll let you go first. I mean, uh, regardless of where, where or who I'm getting shot from, I, I, I don't give a shit. Uh, you know, we're in a, a hostile territory where the majority of the people that it's their homes uh, don't really want us there. Um, so just because Russian want to russia wants to pay some people some extra money uh okay a little bit more extra motivation to kill an american soldier it's not going to change the fact that you know uh or you're facing an enemy that we 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 don't know because they don't have uniforms they're just anybody and everybody out there so i mean it doesn't make it any harder to be there um you know we had when i was there we had uh they were called the black widows uh Syrian uh, female snipers were in, in Iraq and they're like highly trained in a bunch of bullshit. Uh, didn't ever get to see any of them uh, after any, any of the firefights or anything like that. But um, you know, there's, there's always going to be uh, it seems from my experience, an outside force helping something. I mean, shit, we helped, we helped the Afghanis try to uh, defeat the Russians. So, Okay, well, there's they're just trying to get even. Big deal. It's I mean, it's well, part I, of- I, I, I fully understand what you're saying as far as they're they're going to be there trying to kill us anyway. Where I have a problem is that the idea that you know, obviously, fighting an insurgent force is the most difficult, um, without a doubt. It is you're 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 fighting somebody who feels like they're protecting their land from outside uh, from outside forces, right? That's but where I where I take issue with the idea of a bounty being paid is that that is actual motivation. Like it's 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 um, <clears throat> currency is a a real real time motivator. And for these people, it's a way of life. But if it can become an occupation, that doubles their efforts. Mm-hmm. And they're able to use those resources to, to expand their, their efforts. Mm-hmm. And that's where I take issue with that, the idea. And you're right that we did. We, we, we were the reason that there is an Al-Qaeda. We, yep. are, our, we did that. That's something we did. But to... To, to 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 know about that and to see the proof of it are two different things right. i feel like you know our, our my entire childhood and I, I'm, I'm sure you guys felt some of this too i felt i look back now and see that most of the cartoons that i watched most of the movies that i watched most of the uh, television that i watched was propaganda conditioning me to think that I should serve in the military, right? We weren't we weren't compelled legally to do that, like in Israel and some other countries. I think there's something to that. Um, I think that there there's benefits to that, um, but we were compelled emotionally, constantly uh, bombarded as children 
and I think all Americans have been since there has been advertising has been, you know, I want you uh, to do this thing. And that doesn't make, doesn't make it the same as pro as a bounty, but it makes it pretty on the fucking surface as far as, and, and, and to know that now that for quite a long time, we've had proof of that while, while our, our glorious leader is in bed with, Putin, it's just absurd. If if we are okay. truly, oh, absolutely, hundred percent. They're totally yeah. right. There, you know, communicating about everything. You know, and it it's it kind of it reminds me of movies I've watched. Obviously, movies. Some movies are real. Some movies are based on facts. Some movies are just bullshit. But there was one, and I do believe um, Chris Kyle. Is that Chris Kyle, the sniper? American yeah. sniper. American yes, sir. sniper. Sure. Yes, sir. That guy. So he, I remember watching in some some sections of the movie where they're talking about HVTs, high value targets. Do you sure. think that that the opposing force has the same situation going on where they're like, "Yep, this is who you want. This is the target. This is your high high value target. These guys are low priority. We want these top three. We'll pay bounty for those three. You think that happens? In, in the higher echelons, I think, for sure. And even that movie and that book covered some of that as far as they knew who he was. They knew, they, they, but, but the, where it becomes, I, you know, I think we're an overwhelming force everywhere we go. You know, even when we are a small force, we are still overwhelming by comparison. And I don't think that they have the mass appeal to target individuals like, like we do with them. And the intelligence, the intelligence in their communities doesn't doesn't support it as much. Again, like you said, there are exceptions. Chris Kyle being a primary spotlighted exception. I thought they. Uh, to, I thought. I'm sorry. I thought they no, aimed for like bars and patches, right? Like they're well, sure the rank for the highest ranks. Yes, but we don't wear them like we used to. We don't yeah. put them on our fucking helmets. They're they're okay. very discreet if they're even shown at all. And yeah. usually when they go out in the field, they're not shown at all. You just okay. know who the fucking commander is. And I want then I want to say, it doesn't really matter if there was bounties or not. The fact that it's news and Donald Trump hasn't said if it's true, you know, or if it's not true, he said hoaxed, and that bugs me. I mean, it's me like just dismissing our servicemen and women, and yeah, that—that's what sucks is that he didn't put his but foot that's down his, and that's say. That's his entire. That's his entire. But he could bullshit. Entire time in office. He, he he's he bullshits all the time. Why wouldn't he bullshit? Because and, he's being say, called out on these lies right now. But and why wouldn't that, he just say that? I'll look into it. He doesn't have to say anything more than I'm going to look into this because it's bullshit, or you know what I mean. He doesn't. Why won't he lie about that? Like he lies about other things, like crowd size. That's what I want to know. Nobody <laughs> else on the planet knows. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. I'll be there in a bit. You know what I mean? Well, so, so because he's not flat out lying or trying to do his usual, do you feel like you believe there's some validity in that being a hoax, or do you? No. Is that? Does that? So you just you just don't understand. Like as I, I don't, no, I, it's a Trump question because saying, yeah. it's so easy to stand up for people. Right. When you don't have to do anything but use words. Like, he literally has to do nothing but use words. He doesn't have to get up. He doesn't have to grab a gun. He doesn't have to defend anybody. He just has to say, I'll look into it. Well, right. And and, he, and, he, and right now, he doesn't even have to do that. Actually, his whole his entire administration, the only talking he usually does, other than the couple times that are mandated, uh, have been at rallies or, you know, um, huge organ, you know, events that are just pep, pep rallies. But, you know, he's always had some schlub standing in front of a microphone for him using these words. And, and right now this, this woman they've got who was one of his big, biggest critics not long ago. Uh, and I can't even think of her name, but her, the new press secretary is just another dis disgusting incarnation of what's, what he's been doing his entire presidency is this like this mouthpiece. And this one is really pretty. This one is super fucking white and airy and, and gorgeous but um, the prettiest one yet, but, but it's, it's still more of the same. It's still lies and garbage and just yeah. and, and spin and spin and spin. But I don't understand why it, it's, it's so weird. George Bush lied too about the program, right? But he said, I'm, I'm, I'm protecting you. It's cool. Don't worry about it. 
You know what I mean? And then he was doing the shady shit in the background. But we trusted that. Donald Trump's not saying, it's cool, I'm on it, and not doing anything about it. He's just not... Not addressing it directly. Not addressing it. Why? I mean, I don't want to get into a Trump thing. It's just, that's the issue. I don't, I don't even know if it's the bounties anymore. It's, it's the fact that he isn't addressing it. Or is that because he's going to drop a Mohab on the guys? You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) I, I don't, I don't necessarily find it funny to be (laughs) talking about bounties on our soldiers and everything. No, I don't either. It's just, it sucks. Yeah, it does suck. And I think that, you know, when that whole 9-11 conspiracy went down, and we all know it's a conspiracy, we'll talk about that later. Uh, when all that shit went down and all, all my buddies signed up to go to, to, go to, go to war, you know, it's a big thing. Uh, I watched a lot of good buddies leave and never come back. Yeah. Never even the come ones, back. Even, even the ones that came back. Uh, never were, came back. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. So I say out of the, out of the uh, group, let's just say, you know, a number of, out of 50 friends of mine that went, 10 physically came back and all 10 of those didn't come back mentally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They seen some shit. They seen some shit that's horrifying that they, you, I talked to my buddy who had served three tours in Iraq, who was a sniper and he would talk about shit that he saw and would literally break, would literally break. And then to find out on top of that, that, you know, that, that this is a possible reality that there could be bounties on those, on these guys that were over there. Well, yeah. shit, you know, that's, that's even worse. That puts them, no wonder they came back all fucked. You know, and you mm-hmm. talk to them and why they can't deal with 4th of July or why they can't deal with sudden movements or why they can't deal with general crowds of people, you know, mm-hmm. it just yeah. makes a lot of sense now. And it, and it's, and it sucks so bad. And I wish I had an answer how to, to help it other than float tanks, you know, I mean, take yourself a little microdosing, go in a float tank for 90 minutes and see you on the other well, side. Support helps. Just knowing that the people that are around you aren't against you. That's yeah. what helps. It's a long, nothing, nothing gets fixed. It takes as long to fix something as it does to break it. You know yeah. what I mean? And you just need to, he, they just need to be constantly supported until they feel good enough. And I want to say not all military people are good or bad, you know, but I think we have a responsibility if we've <laughs> broken somebody to manage that. Oh, I believe so. I believe so hundred percent, you know, they need that. I mean, it's like, you can't just, you can't, I, I've never been personally to the military, but I've known stories that they just break you down. Yeah, my bone spurs break. acted up. Yeah. What? I couldn't join the military. My bone spurs acted oh. up. Oh, I'll get you. Okay. Well, yeah, I've heard that they, they, they basically break you down, reconstruct you into what they need to, this machine, and then they give you your job, and then you go do your job, and then all of a sudden when you're going, to, you're called up to go do whatever it is you need to do, you're on the front lines and mm-hmm. those people that came, those, those 10 friends of mine have come back that I still can't have normal conversations with them. You know, how do we get that person, you know, deconstructed or decompressed or debriefed built back up and then reintroduced into society? I mean, how, how do we do that? I mean, yeah. without, without singling them out and saying, Hey, you're, you're, there's something wrong with you. You can't be a part of this. Can't be a part of the civil community right now. you, you go, go do your thing. Get out of here. You can't do that. You know, I mean, I'm not, I don't think I'm wrong in, in thinking that it's, it's fucked. It's a fucked system. But that too is, you know, it's, it's horrifying. Horrifying to know that these guys can't sleep at night on, on right. a soft thousand, two thousand dollar bed. They have to sleep on a floor or they have to drink to pass out, you know, drink to pass to, out. They, they can't, they just can't handle the thoughts that are in their head and, that's, you know, I think about like, send me to Death Valley and I'm going to be miserable. Put me in the fatigues. I'm going to hate you. You know what I mean? And then make me stay there for like years. Oh man. You know what I mean? And then everything else. And then what they've seen. You know yeah. what I mean? We forget all that little stuff, the smells, the, the tastes, the yep. everything they go through. And even if they didn't like see action, 
like you said, they got broken down, built back up. And even just to be sent overseas to that random weird place and be on edge, it's almost oh, worse. It's almost worse and, to not have something happen to you because you're you're expecting it. And you're told not, you know, not only do you see it, but you're constantly told that everyone around you is trying to kill you. And even mm. the people that, that you are there to protect may or may not be hiding an enemy. And that's part, that's again, part of the same problem I was talking about with the insurgency where you're, where you're dealing with a, a group that is fighting from the inside of their own organization. It's, it's, um, it's a real, 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 real tragic uh, situation for anybody who has to face that. And mm -hmm. obviously some worse for some. And, and, um, you know, there are, there are people that make that military career work for them. And I applaud and commend those people. I uh, only served four years of active duty and my two years of reserve time. And in that time, um, I went to the VA one time and it was about six months before I was supposed to reenlist. I was actually constipated. Uh, I had been home on leave uh, for what was supposed to be my last time on leave in my active duty uh, service and I was getting ready to go back in and make my decisions whether or not I was going to get back in and stay in and I went to the VA because I was having this pain I thought my appendix had burst my dad was like your appendix probably burst you're having this awful pain here it is you know I, I'll show you my scar and so I went to the went to the VA and um, saw a barrage of images that I'll never forget. And I was, I don't, you know, I don't want to hit you with all the details, but it wasn't pretty. And um, I saw firsthand how these servicemen and women were treated yeah. uh, with complete apathy. And they, they started to treat me like that, not knowing that I was still in. And they had me sit there waiting and waiting and waiting uh, with, in a, in a, waiting room full of people, you know, leaking fluids from all kinds of places uh, and coughing up nasty phlegm and blood and shit. And, and I sat there waiting and this is Dallas, this is Dallas, Texas. This is one of the, at that time, one of the largest VAs in the United States. And um, I waited for the better part of an hour with this, this pain. And uh, I went back over and I was like, Hey, this guy over here is really not doing well. Uh, and they're like, well, we know about him. He's fine. What's your, what are you doing? And it was like some new guy I hadn't seen. He was like, I handed him my SRB, my, my folder and all my, all my stuff. And he goes, Oh shit. And I saw him word mouth the words to the guy next to him. This guy's active. And I was in and out of that emergency room in 25 minutes, 25 Damn. minutes. I, and I went to an empty emergency room where there was nobody being treated, nobody being served. And there were three doctors around me, uh, Colonel and higher. So executive grade officers giving me direct support, x-rayed my abdomen, had me out of there with a prescription, which is another whole big fucking part of that hassle there. And it was 25 minutes and I was out and I was back in the fucking waiting room with the same group of people that had been sitting there when I got there an hour and a half earlier. My God. And I decided right then, I was like, this is not a system for longevity. This isn't a system that's going to take care of me after it's used me up. So I, I decided that day that I was not going to do this. My, my grandfather, my father's father served in the army and world war two. And I found out much later in the last 10 years, I found out that he actually I, I always assumed it was cancer of some sort, but he, he OD'd on Vicodin. Uh, he had shell shock from being injured in France. Uh, I have his purple heart on my shelf. And he overdosed on Vicodin that the VA gave him um, for his shell shock. They were, they were giving that to him so he could sleep. He was on a number of things and, and you know, developed what we now know as, as PTSD and had no way of supporting that. And, drowned himself in alcohol and pills and died you know that was that was that was the va in, in in full effect yeah i see a lot of people go into the va and come out pissed waiting for hours i had a friend who was a psychologist was a friend i'll be very clear about that was a friend 
until she started making fun of all these people that she sees day in, day out on a regular basis. I have wow. this clown. I have that clown. Oh, this asshole's coming in. I'm thinking within the first hour of conversation, wow, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. Your job is to take care of these guys, and this is how you talk about them? Mm-hmm. This is how you treat these guys who have done more shit than you could possibly think of done fought right. more freedom for more freedom for you to sit here and talk shit about them. Yeah. We can't be friends. Well, right and, and part, part of that, and I'm not saying she wasn't in the wrong because she obviously was, but part of that is that system that sets them up to do that, mm-hmm. that they get overwhelmed by. And, and, and I think, it, I think it's better now than it ever has been. Like mm-hmm. my dad, my dad is also a Navy vet. Uh, my, my grandfather's Marine, was army both my, my dad and my other two uncles were all three in the Navy and I was Marine Corps. And I know that my two uncles were rolling over their fucking graves when I signed up for the Marine Corps being sailors themselves. But they, they, uh, the, the system is better than it has been now. So my dad's in, in the VA's care and, and, and thriving in some ways. Yeah. But that's a long fucking time coming and it's still way imperfect. And he sees all the redundancies. He sees all the all of these, you know, these, the, the, the system being broken as it is. That sucks, man. If you had voted for Bernie Sanders, everybody would have health care by now. <laughs> yep. Uh, believe me, I voted for Bernie Sanders and then I had to vote for Hillary. And, uh, cause that's what Bernie told me to fucking do. I didn't vote for Bernie. I didn't vote for Hillary. I didn't, I voted. I did vote. Yeah. I love you. I do. I do vote. I do believe in the in the system and voting. But That's how can we change this three this two party system? You know, and how do we find people who are not well? Everybody's corrupted at some point in the in the higher levels. But how do we find somebody that we can trust? You know, HR one. Yep, and term limits. I mean, uh, established term limits. Anti-corruption. You, know? you take the, yep. the money out of politics. You you make it public campaigns public, publicly right. funded, and nobody gets the money. Nobody has to run. That's the problem. Is they're running to run to run, and as long as they're constantly running for an election, they constantly get to use that money for anything political, and That's then right. they loosen up the terms of what's called political until suddenly they're flying to Hawaii with their family because, well, I don't know, Mike Pence just did 14 things to tout, you know, re-election, but he said it was to talk to people about coronavirus. You know what I mean? And so it gets loosened up, but as long as you can soak the poor people out of their money to run for election, they don't have money and you have it. And that's That's Democrats and that's Republicans. Damn, I wish they would just work together. I mean, there's a lot of shit broken in in, in our country here that we could be fixing, you know? Once you make the job undesirable, you'll find normal people going back to it. Mm. Right. Yeah, I want I want I want it to go back to the time when, you know, a leader was somebody we chose mm-hmm. that, you know, uh not somebody who wanted the fucking job. And that's right. It's I don't remember who who it was that said it, but if you find a politician that wants that job, then you have found a fucking a corrupt person right. you have found somebody who's broken because they they know that they can work that system and not mm-hmm. and i know people that have run with the best of intentions that have just been corrupted by the fucking system that they get part mm-hmm. of it's, mm-hmm. it's dark 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 I, I told adam i think they should just be like jury duty you know what i mean you're yes. here's, here's your apartment you got two years you know, this is what, this is your job now. Sorry. You know, yeah. you'll have your old job when you go back. It's part of the plan, you know? Yeah. So the people have decided you need to go. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. You're Insley. Or what were we talking about? The NASCAR jackets with who bought us? Yes. And then having to give the citizens the dividends from that money. You know I what I mean? I agree with that. Or yeah. there, yeah. That'd be nice. It'd be real nice to have that uh, that visual visual representation mm-hmm. of who's who's got their hand on your buttocks. Right. You know? That's right. Because yeah. then you would know. Hey, he, this guy's got green energy in his pocket. He's paying him, and I'm getting dividends from that. Or Ooh, green yeah. coal energy. You know. <laughs> yes. Yes. I'm big on green because I think it's such a market. It's just it, is. it, it was such a market. 
and America just t- could take that over in a year easily. Just be like, we're the manufacturers of everything green. Get it from here, you know. Yeah. It's one of the it's one of the other few things that that Carter was onto long ago. Mm-hmm. And one of the one of the main reasons why he lost that fucking election is because he was saying because <laughs> he put fucking solar panels on the White House and they were like, no, 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 the people are going to see if that shit works yeah. <laughs> and they're going to uh, and then we're all yeah. fucked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not very, not very beneficial for those people in the coal industry. You're damn straight or the petroleum. Absolutely. Uh-huh. People in West Texas were like, uh, uh-uh, I don't fucking think so. <laughs> I don't fucking think so, man. Sun, sun, sun don't shine every day, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I got oil rigs in the goddamn ground. Mm-hmm. In my backyard. Yeah. In my back fucking yard. When the oil runs out, that's when we go green, right? <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. Then, then it makes sense. Yes. And they keep telling us it's running out, and then they keep, keep going, oh, man, we found a whole bunch of it. We found a, yeah. we found a whole fucking bunch of it. There's all this oil. Yeah. What you mm-hmm. got to do is you got to blow up the ground, and then uh, then we have earthquakes in fucking Oklahoma. Yeah, all right. Oh, f- uh, sh- uh, yeah. Fracking. 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 Dude. Freaking frack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't care. <laughs> I, I'm just going to be here for like a, 10 more years. You know what I mean? Yes. Well, Mexicans, they don't die. So I will be here for another. <laughs> That's true. Uh, we're gonna, we're gonna, we'll leave it to you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours. Deuces. I got you. I'll wear you guys' name on my jacket, my, my NASCAR jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dude. All right, man. Well, shit. I, what a hell of a conversation. Um, I want to obviously thank you, Joe. It was really nice to. Oh uh, man, thanks for having me, guys. This has been awesome, dude. I've been, I've been since uh, since Denton County has been on. Me and Jason have been talking about, hey, you, you got to get Ryan and Joe, and you got to have a conversation with. And then, it, then it became, you know, then it came down to it. I'm like, I, I saw that thing that Jason did, that commercial he filmed, and and I saw a little bit of the conversation with Mari. Oh yeah, <laughs> right? yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I told Jason, it's like, I want Joe. I want Joe to get on the show. I want him to come on. I'm here to have a good time. You guys are a fantastic host. Thank you. Dude, anytime you want to come on to the show, just uh, fucking come on, bro. I mean, you know, let's do this. We're we're all part of the Public Access America. We're we're a big fucking family. I'm I'm stoked. I always got I always got Sean with me, you know. Well, not on occasion when he's not hey, uh, of three people. You know, I needed a vacation with the family, man. <laughs> oh, bro. And he's not going mask-free at Mount Rainier? Mount, oh. Mount Ranier. Is a, the got some fresh mountain air. Well, yeah, mount, you mountain air, you mean. <laughs> Through that mask. Cocaine. <laughs> no, 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 sure, sure didn't. No, <laughs> bro, no. Okay, anyways, beside the point. So you know, I always like to do. Uh, I always like to shout out to everybody. Uh, shout out today for me is mom. I love you, mom. I need some of that rice. Um, somebody ate all the rice, and it was me. I need more. Mom, please. <laughs> and Jason at Public Access America, Lexi, Joe Brown. Shout out to Joe. Thank you for being on my show. Uh, Sean, my boy, my dude. Let's fuck some shit up, bro. Let's, Let's go. Whenever you want. You just, you just text me. We'll make it happen. Hell yeah. No, no invite needed. Oh, fucking hey, dude. I'll bring a half gallon of whiskey. Let's do some shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Do some, we'll do some, well, I can't, can't, can't say redneck shit, but we'll do some, we'll do some American <laughs> shit. There you go. <laughs> and of course, as always, dude, I always, uh, Jason, I always tell you this, man. Thank you for all your hard work. You put in a lot of hours, a lot of time, and all the shows that you put into, but you take the time to do Adam has a beard. Uh, you, you, hours of countless editing and audio and research and conversation and talking and texting and, and getting things right, man. If it wasn't for you, dude, we wouldn't, we wouldn't be here, you know? Amen. My musical recommendation today, because I always have a fucking musical recommendation. I have been fucking obsessed, obsessed. I used to listen to a band called I Wrestled the Bear once. Courtney LaPlante was the lead singer for that band. Now she's in a band with her husband, Spirit Box. Holy shit. She dropped, they dropped some fucking heat. 
they dropped some fucking heat. I emailed you the link, Jason. Put that in the. It's called uh, uh, what is the song called? Rule of Nine is the song that they dropped, and it was just her one take in the fucking studio, and this is beautiful fucking angelic chaos. This demon that just jumps out of this woman's body, but they dropped a new single too called Holy Roller, and it's fucking heat. It's fucking heat. It's fucking heat. I just I saw that video and I was like. Oh, okay. Evanescence, whatever. But what the fuck did she just do? <laughs> you know? She's like, oh, and I was just yeah. you know, perfect. And I was, and then just right back to like Evanescence. And I was like, I love her. I love her. Emily's oh, <laughs> hey, got nothing on this lady. Emmy's right. got a beautiful voice. Sure. Great. Yeah. Whatever. Courtney, Courtney. And mm-hmm. is that she's riding that new wave of this fucking metal, this fucking gent music it is fucking beautiful and it's it, it's chaos it's pure beauty and chaos all at once i, I fucking love that shout out spirit box shout out courtney and mike come on the show you guys quit being fucking lurkers out there you're listening i know you're listening i got your messages just come on god damn it what do you got for shout outs there sean uh, well, I got to give a shout out to Ryan Rollins and the PDX Sliders crew. They always, I ate there yesterday, of course, had their uh, monthly special. It's called the uh, Smash Burger. You can either get the small slider or you get the real burger. I got the real burger, of course, and uh, I was definitely satisfied. So if you haven't gone there, you definitely need to go there. We need to make a trip down there. Threat Dynamics and PDX Sliders. Let's do this. And, yeah, and the best Blue combination Dolphins. ever. We'll do the blue dolphin afterwards. Wait, we can't do that with the family. That's a yes, blue, blue waffle. What? It's what? the blue. It's the blue dolphin drive-through now. Oh yeah, bro. <laughs> do that with the family though. <laughs> Get your car waxed. Something waxed. <laughs> Joe, what do you got for shout-outs, my man? What do you got? Oh, my brother Sammy Strip Matter just uh, is working on his most recent album, but he uh, just not too long ago released an album uh, called. Uh, I can't remember what's called. Anyway, Sammy Strip Matter. Look him up. Brilliant mind. Uh, All I hear is go is is the most recent single, but uh, it's phenomenal. And it's it's the other direction. It's super mellow. It's super chill. Um, The guy does chill in a in a really clever way, and he's smart composer. uh, Brilliant mind. Um, A lot of my metal friends are, uh, I guess, Dallas and Chains is uh, my, some of my buddies from high school. They, uh, they're doing some good things right now and actually trying to work through the COVID and putting on some good shows locally, but it's a, it's a local Alice and Chains cover band and they're pretty, or a tribute band, not a cover band. Um, They're doing some awesome stuff and put and paying real good tribute to incredible music from, from our childhood. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Jason, what do you got for shout outs, buddy? Oh, I got to go with uh, the doctors and nurses on the front line, the first responders, the ambulance drivers. I got to go with Joe and Ryan. I got to go with Lexi. I got to go with Adam. I got to go with this guy down here, Sean. I got to go with BohoSoul.com, Trail mm-hmm. Skate Shop, and the Refined Maid. Mm-hmm. Of course, I'm going to go yes. visit here in about an hour. I'm going to go get me a nice little haircut. Yeah. You tell Sean I said hi, but not in a weird way. <laughs> oh, dude, you're gonna, you're gonna want her to. She's gonna beat me up, bro. Yeah. That's the only reason I'm growing this, right? Is so I right. can see her. Right, right. Right. Joe has a fantastic beard. I'm looking at that thing. That is. That's a I hell of a beard. Joe, I grew this myself, y'all. Hell yeah, yeah, oh, buddy. Yeah. I, told, I told I told the guys the other day I was like we should have named the show Ryan has a beard. Joe has an epic beard, and I was like, yeah, but we have, we all know Joe has the epic beard. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Adam has a beard, thank you guys for having me on. Seriously, this has been incredible. Oh, yeah, man. Anytime, it's been dude. a pleasure. Hey, dude, anytime. Come on, man. Yeah. Come just just jump the fuck on. Let's do this shit, man. We're here for a good time. <laughs> All the time. All the time. Love you guys. All right, you guys. I love you guys, man. Love you too, brother. Be safe, guys. Be safe.